everybody. This is Manny Bartolini, CEO and founder of Agency Minder. This is episode five of our Mind Your Business podcast. Today, we're going to talk with Jeff Driggs, the vice president of technical accounting and reporting for iHeartRadio. And we discuss the upside of a positive work environment and the reciprocal benefits of arriving prepared, adding value and being responsive. So let's go talk with Jeff. Jeff, how are you? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for taking time to join us here on the Agency Minder podcast. Great. So, hey, I uh, before we get into any of the discussions, if someone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to contact you? Um, they can just contact me um, through iHeartMedia. Is the company I, I I work for, so they can call and ask for ask for me. Okay. Awesome. So, Jeff, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you as a person and what are the things that matter most to you? Sure, sure. So I, I was born and raised in um, Arizona, um, spent, you know, most of my life there until I was about um, 19. Um, and then, um, you know, ended up you know, going to school in, in Utah. Um, and then, you know, after after school, um, ended up moving all the way across the U.S. to New York City, where I spent 11 years of, of my career there working in, in accounting and consulting. Um, and about five years ago, I made the move down here in San Antonio, but um, got a wife and three beautiful kids that um, really you know, run my life, you know, and uh, are very, very important to me. Um but, uh, you know, as far as my work life and my family, I think that that's one of the things that really drives, you know, um, you know, my work and, and, and motivates me really is just my family and just trying to support them and, t- and take good care of them and, and trying to keep that balance in my life. That's awesome. I, I think I having a large family myself, I think that that's such an important aspect of, of, of what makes me tick, keeping that balance. And can you tell us a little bit about your professional background? Yes. Yeah, so I, I spent um, about 12 and a half years with, um, with PwC, one of the big four accounting firms. Um, about four years of that was doing audit and about eight and a half years was uh, doing consulting um, all over the world, um, primarily with companies that were trying to raise debt or equity within the United States. Um, and then, you know, I spent about four years with Thomson Reuters, a large news and media company um, in New York. And then last five and a half years, I, I've been with um, iHeartMedia as uh, the VP of technical accounting and, and reporting. I really enjoy, um, you know, what I do. Um, but to me, what's most, most important is, is just who I work with and the people that I work with and, you know, the, the personalities that I deal with. That's wonderful. And, you know, we're going to talk a lot about relationships and obviously enjoying the people that you work with and the personalities of those around you is, is going to be a, a key part of our discussion here. So tell me some of the stuff that you're up to nowadays. What have you been working on lately? Well, we um, actually have been through quite a bit this last year. So um, it's been, you know, it's very much public out there. But iHeart uh, Media was in bankruptcy. Um, we were in bankruptcy for about about a year, um, year and a half. And so we emerged from bankruptcy, um, this year. And so, and as part of that, we also split into two, um, two separate companies. So we've been working through all of that transition. Um, so, um, iHeart used to consist of, you know, the radio side, uh, which is about a $3 billion, uh, business per year. 
in revenue. And they also had an, an outdoor advertising side that was also all a, approximately $3 billion per year in revenue. And they split into two. And so we're continuing right now to um, support, you know, the other business, the the outdoor business as they, you know, stand on their own two feet. But then we're also doing a lot of, uh, you know, um, interesting things within iHeart, you know, now as a standalone company. Um, so it's, it's, it's a lot of changes going on right now at the company, but um, things are going really well. So really enjoying it. Well, that, that's great. And, you know, I imagine that during that type of uh, difficult times, bankruptcy can always be difficult. I can see how having good relationships around you is really, really important. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And and having, you know, really kind of key advisors helping us through the process as well. You know, you think about, you know, your career and, um, you know, going through like a, a large bankruptcy, you know, hopefully, you know, you, you only do one or two, if, if that in your life. Um, but um, I had never had any experience in, in the bankruptcy world. And so we relied quite a bit on a lot of external advisors to help us through the process. And it was it was really fantastic uh, to get a real quality, you know, advisors to help us, you know, throughout the whole process to ensure that we're doing everything right and that everything went smoothly. So let's talk a little bit about those relationships, because, you know, it, it, I think that um, many people not within your expertise would, would have an appreciation for the types of advisors you might have. But what types of business relationships were you managing during this transition? So quite a few. Um, you'd be surprised. Um, you know, one, one thing um, that surprised me about bankruptcy in general is just, you know, how many people are really involved. So you have, you know, all kinds of advisors, you know, um, you know on the banking side, you have attorneys, you know, they're helping you through the process, consultants. Um, you have, of course, your own auditors. So um, our auditors are Ernst & Young, and they were helping us through it. But then we also had our advisors on the accounting side, which was PwC helping us through the process. And so you're dealing with, you know, a lot of different um, parties as you're kind of going through everything. Um, and then, you know, you are going through all the bankruptcy court and all the documents that need to get filed as part of that. And so you're getting a lot of help uh, from consultants in, in, uh, in, in doing all that extra work. So it's quite a process. Yeah, it, so it sounds like it would be. And, and, you know, one of the things that I'd love to probe into on, on those relationships, because there, there are many attorneys, consultants, auditors, your actual accountants. How do you start about how do you go about starting that relationship when they come in? Because, you know, you have to have them. You need you know, you need their expertise. But obviously, there's different ways to go about that. So yeah. can you talk to us a little bit about that. Definitely, you know, and you know, we, and having just gone through the the, the process, it was interesting because um, only a couple weeks ago, you know, we had, you know, a, a dinner with uh, the PwC consultants that really helped us through a lot of this, and and they were commenting about, you know, how, you know, uh, amidst all the difficulty with the bankruptcy, how you know we were able to maintain just a, a positive workplace, and I think that that that. It wasn't just me doing that. Um, that's also, you know, the the team that we have in place, which in my mind is an exceptional team. Um, but they're all team players, and so, you know, and when there's um, issues that that arose and and difficulties that we were trying to overcome, instead of pointing the finger, you know, right away, oh well, what about this? You forgot to do this, that. It was all about. Um, getting to the finish line and, and, and overcoming those issues together. And, um, it made for a very positive work environment, 
even though we had all of this incremental work that was going on uh, as part of the bankruptcy, um, we were able to maintain a positive work environment. And, and again, that goes back to you know how much we enjoyed working with with each other as a core iHeart team, but then bringing in new personalities, consultants. I think part of it is we're we're bringing in some great consultants who are also kind of had that same attitude. It's like, hey, we're all here to help to get us to the finish line. And um, that, that you know, helped us survive. You know? yeah. yeah. No, and I can only imagine the type of, uh, of tension that your team must have been feeling when they brought, when they started bringing them in. So talk, thinking back on the start of these relationships, and, and perhaps we focus on just one of them you, 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 of your choosing, how did you get to know that new part of your business team? Because they are, frankly, they're part of your team. They just yeah. happen to not be employees. That's right. Well, you know, I think I think it's um, very important, like at the get go, to show, hey, that I you are responsive, that you know your stuff, so that that people really um, can trust you. So another example is we had, um, you know. Alvarez and Marcel in there helping us through the as consultants through the bankruptcy, and they're you know doing a, a, a huge amount of, of work you know for for the company, um, and did an excellent job. But they don't know us, and they don't know what we know and what we can do. And so I think off the bat, you know, in our initial meetings with them, it was coming into those meetings prepared with good questions, you know, really catching on to kind of what's going on, and then as they ask questions and ask for information, you know being very, very responsive to them and building that trust. And so, you know, now, you know, they, they know who I am, you know, they, they know that when I ask for something, I need that, you know, right away. And cause I will do the same for them yeah. when they need something as, as you know, they'll do for me. And so I think that's part of it too, is like, you know, you, you are responsive to them. You're giving them quality information they understand and they start building that trust with you so that when you need something from them, they're, they're responsive back to you as well. It's a two way street. Yeah. Being reciprocal, I think is fantastic. And I think that's something that's often lost on people who are hiring an external third party. If you're expecting them to respond quickly, when you send an email, you should be providing that same courtesy back to them. So exactly good for you for doing that. So I'm curious about, um, Focusing on the, on the relationship with these external third parties, obviously you had to share a lot of the financial information because that's part of the, that's the very nature of the work that they were doing for you. But as you think about the relationship, was there any information you were sharing with them about how you work? Because you've already talked about how close knit your iHeart team was. You talked about how much it was you enjoyed working th with them, but how did you bring them in culturally to interact with your, with your company? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, and we we we're very fortunate at iHeart in that um, we're a very lean group and lean team, and we can be lean because every member of that team is really good at what they do. And so I think that part of it too, when bringing in these consultants, again, they don't know anybody, you know, and so um, it's informing them saying, Hey, my counterpart, I'm going to have send you over to them for that information and kind of talking them up a little bit. Yeah. They're really good at what they do, you know, uh, talk to them and they are always really responsive as well. And so, and again, and I think we're, we're very fortunate, you know, uh, with the team that we have at iHeart, um, that everyone really does 
pull their weight and they're all team players. We don't have a weak, weak link in the mix. So that helps a lot as well. No, that, that's awesome. And so when, when I think about the, the types of information that they would share with you, I guess a quick question, is the PwC relationship uh, the longest term one that you would have because they're an external accounting firm that would help? Or would it be your auditors? Who, 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 with whom do you have the longest definitely, term? Definitely the auditors. You know, they're, 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 you know, they're constant. Um, the PwC team, they, they helped us out through the bankruptcy, but they were um, consultants that you know, specifically had bankruptcy experience, you know, that were pulled in for this. Sure. So, uh, but they were, they were excellent, but it was probably about a, you know, year and a half, probably maybe two years to, you know, that they were involved. Got it. So maybe, maybe the, this next question should focus a little bit on Ernst, more on Ernst and Young, because presumably that's a longer relationship. So uh, yeah. what type of information would they share with you knowing that they're coming in and you've got a team that's lean, but experts within their function, how did they come in and approach you to build that, start building that relationship with you and let, let you learn about them? Yeah. So, you know, they, they, um, you know, they're always, you know, they're reviewing our work and, you know, and I think just naturally, you know, with that relationship with the auditors, you, you build that trust over time and they start to, you know, have more trust in, in you and what you bring to the table and your expertise. Um, and, and, and it goes, you know, both ways. Um, uh, there'll be two team members that come in and they provide some helpful commentary to us, you know, whether it's a technical memo that I'm dealing with or, you know, some, you know, our, our reports that we do our, our 10 Q's and 10 K's, they come in and provide some valuable comments. And so, you know, they're, a, they're a large team yeah. and, um, and there's some players who don't have a lot of experience and then, you know, incrementally, um, more experience as you go up and there's, certain uh, members of that team that you begin to trust as well say okay you know and so when they yeah. when they provide comments you're like okay thank you you know those are valuable um and uh and so i but i think that that again that goes with over time these start to kind of see what their various skill levels are and abilities are no and i can fully appreciate how especially in a, in a field such as yours uh, there's value in continuous exposure, incremental growth for, for whether it's junior or more senior, just growing in terms of how they know the information that you would need, which is fantastic, which for me, I guess, begs the question, how do you provide feedback to that team? And on what frequency do you provide that feedback? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, yeah. We try to provide feedback pretty regularly. Um, I, I like, I, to me, I would much rather have, you know, informal feedback throughout the process than getting some blindsided at the end of the day. And, um, and, you know, and this is, does, doesn't just go, you know, for the, the audit team, but it's, you know, anybody I work with, you know, within the company, sure. you know, of, I, especially the people who work for me, um, you know, if there's, if there's something that we need to work on, you know, I, I try to nip it in the bud, you know, right away, but, um, but I do it in, in a way I try to at least, you know, be, do it in a way that's not offensive in the sense that I'm like, Hey, I want them to develop. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, it's not just the de de developmental areas that you try to provide along the way, but it's all, it's more the positive 
type of feedback. And so I feel like, you know, the more positive feedback you can give along the way, if you run into something where you need to provide some correctional type of feedback, it's much better and much easier because you have developed this relationship where they they realize that you value them yeah. and what they bring to the table and you think that they're an important team member. And so, you know, I, 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 I'm probably pretty bad about, you know, giving a lot of correctional stuff. I'm probably slayed too much on the positive side, <laughs> but I feel like it's like, you know, 95% positive feedback. And then maybe, you know, some areas of improvement, like 5%. Yeah. And again, I think over time, you know, that you start to develop like that, that trust, you know, with each other so that when something kind of pops up, um, you know, I, I, I try not to be the guy who points the finger, yeah. you know, cause you know, mistakes get made yeah. and, and all that. I make mistakes and other people make mistakes, but we just jump on the issue and not the person. If that makes sense. Uh, I think that makes a ton of sense. You know, it's funny. I, uh, I guess two, two comments, just observations on that. I think your, your idea of giving informal frequent throughout is, is really valuable. I, I remember I was in my younger days, a pilot in the army and you would always want to adjust your course really really early and frequently because if you waited too long you would be really far off course imagine if you're flying like five degrees off over over you know a 20 mile trip that's going to be a lot of a, a lot of distance that you need to recover yeah. and so the same i think applies in, in relationships uh, and, and the other the other comment there is about uh, I also like you, and I think part of the reason why we get along so well, I, I prefer to focus on the positive and it makes it that much easier when you do have to give that that uh, constructive criticism so that they're, they're more willing to, to accept it because like you've been positive and thoughtful in, in the past. So good good for you. I actually yeah. think that that's, uh, that's a good example of leadership, at least from my point oh, of view. Thank you, Manny. You know, one thing just to add to that too, you know, um, I, I mentioned that I spent... Um, a large majority of my career at PwC with this um, this specialty group that, you know, um, help companies all over the world trying to raise capital in the U.S. Um, but it was a highly technical um, group. So many of the people who I worked with, you know, ended up in the national office and the the, the, the real kind of technical guys at, at PwC. And it was a fantastic group to learn in. Yeah. Right. But I also realized that. There's some people who are really great technically, but are terrible about teaching what they know. <laughs> and then there's other people who are really good at it. And I tried to align myself after I kind of learned this after working there for a while. I tried to start aligning myself with the people who were not only really good technically, but are also good at teaching it yeah. because I appreciated it. And so the, the group that I was with started to realize how important this was because we were dealing with such highly technical areas that they rolled out this uh, coaching and mentoring program, which I thought was fantastic. But it was all about that. It was all about teaching us how to teach on the job as we're going through things to, to further develop each other, yeah. you know, and it, it made a, it made a big difference when uh, people, you know, did that to me. And then I tried to, to kind of pay it forward a little bit with the people who worked with me later on, you know? No, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's funny because there's an element of, uh, you allow yourself to be vulnerable when you allow someone else to, to take that lead role to teach you something that you may not have known and presumably you had a chance to 
to, to do that yourself. And so, um, does that same type of vulnerability extend into the relationships you have with you, with your vendor partners? Um, it does. And, you know, even, um, going back to Ernst and Young, our auditors, um, again, having the background that I, that I have, um, in doing kind of very unique and technical areas, I, I sometimes find myself in a, in a teaching mode with the auditors and, you know, and, and they're there, you know, to audit us and to review us and everything. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, in some of these areas, they don't have a lot of experience because yeah. they're kind of unique um, in some of the transactions that we've done. And so in in some ways, you know, there's a bit of, of me teaching, especially some of the younger staff. Okay, well, this is what a set of pro forma financial statements are, and here are the rules around pro formas, and they're unique, and this is why. And and um, and so, you know, again, having that attitude, you know, it, it makes it way more collaborative, yeah. right? And so that way, you know, when there are some things that they need to tell me that I need to correct or you know whatnot, then you know, it, it's a again, it goes both ways. That that feedback, I appreciate that because they're helping me. Yeah you know, fine tune what we're doing. Right. And they're, they're, they're more of a safety net for me. Right. Um, but then the, the, you know, through interesting transactions and things like that, that we're doing, if I've got some experience to share then I'm going to share it, you know, well, that's awesome. And so you mentioned the, the feedback going both ways. Is there some frequency on which, uh, they give your team feedback and if so, how do they provide that? They do, you know, and, and, uh, you know, part of that is just the whole, you know, Sarbanes-Oxley, you know, that was rolled out. So as part of my role, I also cover Sarbanes-Oxley for the company. And so, you know, you're getting kind of continual feedback as well from the auditors as they're reviewing um, your, your work, you know, whether it's the reviewing technical memos that are, that, that we're drafting or it's, um, you know, it's, it's them reviewing our controls and ensuring that our controls are working properly. Um, and so I, I, you know, we're, we are, you know, continually getting that feedback, you know, from them and, and vice versa. So you've been awesome so far. So we're going to transition to a place where we're going to be just ask you to be just a little bit more vulnerable. So uh, are you okay with that? Of course. Okay, cool. So, so, <laughs> so agency minder, we have a motto that no jerks are allowed. So uh, without naming any names, can you th think of a time when you had, um, when someone with whom you had a professional relationship was a jerk or somehow otherwise violated your trust? How did that make you feel? And how did you address it? What did you do about it? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, um, I, years ago, when again, when I was with PwC, um, I, I spent, uh, I took a two-year secondment overseas to London. Um, and, uh, you know, at the time that I went over, I was at a director level, which is um, just under a partner. So the way that the big four are structured is, you know, you've got partners at the head and then you have directors and managers and so on. Um, so I was at a kind of a higher level when I went over overseas to London, uh, but I didn't, you know, didn't know any of the partners over there or anything like that, but it was always important to get a good, you know, partner mentor and everything. And, um, you know, I, 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 uh, you know, thought I, I thought I found that, you know, in, uh, you know, in a couple partners. Um, but, um, I always kind of felt that that, um, wasn't that level of trust there that I was hoping to get over time. Um, and, and, and part of that came from, 
you know, things that, that some of the partners would say about other, other employees. And so when you have too much of, of that, um, in a team, you always wonder, well, gosh, if they're saying, you know, all of these things about, you know, these people, what are they saying about me? Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And so it was difficult because, um, and I, I didn't really realize this for a while, you know, that this was kind of happening. Um, but, but it really made me skeptical about how they really felt about me, if that makes sense. No, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Because of the way that they, you know, were talking about others and whatnot. And so it, it so you never felt that real trust, you know, with, with that person. Um, and, and so, you know, sure enough, I, I found out later, you know, when I came back to the U S that, you know, there was a bit of reputation, you know, over there with, with some of these, these partners who weren't, you know, as, as, as maybe as good as, um, the way I describe it is, um, some people are really good about managing up, but not managing down. Yeah. And to me, it's a testament to somebody's character about how they treat people who are underneath versus yeah. the people who potentially have some type of influence, you know, over, over them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, and you, and, and you see that, you know, and so I, I look for that. I look for, and I try to maybe align myself or, you know, with, with people who, you know, no matter who you are, they're, they're treating you well and treating you kindly. You know, I think that that makes a big difference. I, I think it makes all the difference. So, you know, I was, uh, I think, you know, I was uh, in the army, I was uh, enlisted as well as an, an officer at one point. And uh, I always felt like the leaders that were most successful were the ones who were helping their people succeed. Uh, yeah. You know, you might, you might uh, get a lot of accolades from a senior leader if you're making them shine, but you, the way for you to do that is to help your people shine. So that's right. Uh, I think there's a lot to be said from that. So, so as you, as you think about your, your many years, um, in this space, what advice would you give to a peer or perhaps someone junior to you who is starting a new business relationship with another firm? How would you encourage them to start off on the right foot? Well, the first thing I would say is, you know, anytime they, they have exposure or meetings, you know, with, um, with their client or who they're, you know, whoever they're trying to develop that relationship with is come prepared, you know, know your stuff, show them that you can add value. And after, after you meet with them, make sure that you are responsive. Okay. Awesome. So as you think about um, you yourself as an individual, how do you think you might, uh, what behavior might you change about yourself uh, that would help you build business relationships even better than they are today? Um, it's a good question. Um, what kinds of things can I do to improve uh, upon? You know, I, th I think sometimes, you know, um, you, you know, the, the, the negative talk, Sometimes I'm, I'm even, you know, I'm subject to that as well. And, um, and, you know, and I can be guilty, you know, some of that as well. And I think that it's, uh, it's important to try to just keep things rise above, above the fray and just try to keep things as positive as possible, you know? And, um, 
you know, I always, I try, I try to always do this, but you know, never say anything about anybody that you wouldn't say directly to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Again, as, as part of the feedback, you know, and I, I, and again, I think that that's important. And in trying to ensure that you're, 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 uh, you're, you're never making anything personal, you know, and it's all about, you know, getting the job done and focusing on the issues. And, 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 you know, I've, I've been guilty sometimes of, you know, saying something maybe that uh, was was a little bit you know negative about somebody, and I, I think that that's that's you know trying to rise rise above and 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 not uh, focusing on on those types of things. I think is is important. Well, you're one of the most positive people I know, so I think that uh, <laughs> you know the fact that you enjoy your work so much, and you know one of the reasons that I sought out time with you to join the interview was uh, the podcast was because you're so positive. So on that. Tell us a little bit of the positive stuff that the future holds for iHeart. You told me a little bit about some of the recent acquisitions and, and the work that you're doing. So what, what does the future hold for, for iHeart and, and for Jeff? Yeah, you know, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, how things go, but you know, as far as the business, the business is doing great. You know, we emerged from bankruptcy and, and, you know, we're moving forward and we've got some interesting things, um, you know, going on in the hopper. And I think just even just being in, in that, um, that space, um, uh, in like media and music consumption, it's a, it's a space that's, that's really changing right now oh, and yeah. is dynamic and, and there's so much going on in that space. And we talked about, you know, podcasting being a big part of that. And so there's, um, it's kind of an exciting time, I think, to be at iHeart. Um, and, and with the team that I'm, I, that I'm with right now, um, there's always interesting and great work, you know, that's going on. I think that that'll continue. So looking forward to it. That's awesome. And I bet your team's looking forward to working with you. So Jeff, thank you so much for making time to chat with us today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. Yeah, you too, Manny. Thanks so much. Yeah. I'll catch you later. I right, take care. All right. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe and share with a friend. And in the meantime, you can follow Agency Minder on LinkedIn or check us out at www.agencyminder.com. We're here to help you mind your business.